Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella, and today we are finally doing a season finale review for The Mandalorian, Episode 8, or Chapter 8, if you want to be fancy, Redemption. As I mentioned, it's Season 1. We will be doing spoiler talks, uh, probably talking about the entire season as well, but joined here remotely from a galaxy far, far away, it's Mark out there helping out the good fight. How you doing out there, Mark? Lava weasels. It had to be lava weasels. Uh, they're giving you a hard time? Yeah. They stole my mansion, and they might be trying to destroy Toontown. Oh, no. That's utterly terrible. But first things first, Mark, we gotta talk about all this stuff first. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for that sweet, sweet summary? I'm looking forward to it. Roll the music, maestro. IG-11 saves a child from the scout troopers who have a very fun banter. Meanwhile, pinned down under the power of Moff Gideon, our heroes seem cornered and in fact in great peril. When they realize the Moff knows them, perhaps better than they would have cared to admit. IG-11 comes in as the Superman he is and saves the day with blood gun blasts. But not before Baby Yoda himself can save them from a flamethrower. And IG-11 is the only one to know Mando's face. Together they escape down a lava tunnel in the sewer, but are cornered by Moff Gideon and his TIE fighter. But not before IG-11 determines to detonate himself to save the child and his new friends. Wow, that sounds really amazing, Mark! Yes, thank you. And that's one hell of a finale summary, I would say. Yeah, I didn't want to give too many spoilers because we're going to be talking about them. For sure. I'm going to hand the floor off to you now, Mark. Uh, Let us know, what were some of your general positives for this episode? Well, I think we got to start right at the top of the episode. I know a lot of people probably aren't going to like it because they're going to say it's a time waster or it's not important because, you know, we can't just have fun. I loved the scout troopers at the beginning of this episode not when they were hitting the baby the child in the bag of course but i mean just like that scene that this whole episode was well first of all the episode was directed by taika watiti and it i think this really just oozed his person his style if you will and i think that scene was just amazing it was fun with the them shooting the little can or whatever over on the it was just fun I wholeheartedly agree with you, Mark. That was actually one of my favorite openers in this series in a long time. And I just love the like the natural dialogue there. And I, I believe we've gotten hints of that throughout the Star Wars property before. But I like the fact that we got some of that. Well, what do stormtroopers really say to each other when they're on standby or something like that? And I don't know, I thought it was really funny. It felt natural. It didn't feel forced in most areas. And I don't know, the way I describe it, it really reminds me of like dialogue, maybe d- like dumbed down a little bit of Red versus Blue, that old like Halo parody video series. I could see it. I could see it. And I don't know, I just had a lot of fun with that. Aside from them hitting the bag with Baby Yoda and that, that I was like, no, no, don't do that. I could literally feel everyone who watched or we'll watch this episode just being so pissed off every time they did it. Oh yeah, no, I don't blame you. The Stormtroopers, they're, they're, they're jerks. We don't like them. No, we like their banter, but we don't like them that much. Are there any other positives that you had for this show? Ah, oh, I love IG-11. Him and K2 are my favorite new droids. I love them. 
they're good boys. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree. And I actually thought that the sacrifice that IG-11 did making full circle with that- uh, Detonator. The detonator, yeah. Like the fact that it's like, oh no, he he doesn't want to be compromised and like scanned or anything by enemies. Therefore he must self-destruct. And he did it as such a noble sacrifice to help save the baby Yoda as well as the others. I don't know. I thought that was really well handled. I really liked that scene. Oh yeah. I, God, the second he took the step into the lava, I was like, no, no. Cause he did, he did, it was just the point of no return in so many ways. But, um, you know, oh, you know what? I'm like, I'm too emotional right now. I'm, I just, I got my droid. They, they took my droid, Matt. Oh, well, that's okay. While you compose yourself, I'll give you guys a couple of my positives. Oh, wait, wait. Speaking of droids, I did like the kind of fake out with the design of the gondola droid. Oh, yeah, the R2 unit. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is just going to be another R2 unit. And then it just stands up and starts like going off like a Venetian gondola. And I was like, this is amazing. I know. I thought that was so hilarious to see an R2 unit with limbs. And just the fact that, like, in the background while it's doing it, you kind of hear it, like, whistling or humming a little to itself. I was just, it, I don't know. It was it was just silly and it was fun. That's some attention to detail Taika did. Yeah. But yeah, so a couple of my positives as well is I kind of liked Moth Gideon as the villain for this particular episode, kind of, like, overall. And I liked how honest he was when he was trying to, like, quote unquote, negotiate with Mando and the others. Oh yeah, he wasn't full of shit and trying to deceive them. He was just like, you're alive so long as I need you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is kind of a compelling villain. I'm not saying he's the best written villain. We only got snippets of him over the last two episodes. But just like the way it ends, like after Mando finally acquired the jetpack and took down the TIE fighter that Gideon was in, I like the fact that even I, as the audience member, when I saw the TIE fighter go down, like all the heroes were like, okay, cool, we took care of him. And I saw the ship crash and I was like, there was no big explosion. It just crashed. He's probably okay. Oh, absolutely so. And so when the episode kind of ends with him coming out with the, uh, what you call the dark saber, which I'll let you give a little history for those who don't know it. I like the fact that he kind of cut out, stood up and he's like, okay, now this is war or something like that. He didn't say anything, of course, but I just liked that new weapon he had. It just looked really cool, and I liked it way better than any saber in Star Wars history. Well, the, the scene said it is what, I mean, I think we could all agree on. Like, you know, of course he didn't say anything, but it, the body language, the lighting and everything, you knew, like, season two is going to be intense now because of it. And to, to clarify, the lesson, uh, the lesson, the weapon, well, maybe a lesson, we don't know. The weapon that uh, Moff Gideon has at the end of this episode is the dark saber uh for those of you who know it's a very important weapon in both jedi and mandalorian culture being the i believe the only weapon the only lightsaber created by a mandalorian jedi and i believe there was only one jedi mandalorian at this point now with the way the canon works and um we it's a recurring item throughout dave filoni's work and he is a producer of course on this and this is making its live action debut a very important one-of-a-kind weapon and i really hope we get to see more in this series yeah, because you were saying you were really digging its look, huh? Yeah, no, I like the fact that it had like uh, like a purple, dark bluish like centerpiece, but it was like surrounded by like a pure white kind of hatchety overglow. I don't know. It just looked really cool. Plus, it kind of had like a saber slash katana look to it. I was like, oh, man, that's more cooler looking than just the regular tube sabers. Yeah, no, it is. If you've been keeping up with Clone Wars and Rebels, this is a this is a big deal. We got some real stuff happening for next season when it eventually happens. That is. 
And to get the general positives out of the way for me is that I just really liked the action in this episode. I liked the interactions between the characters, like seeing what happened to the other Mandalorians after Mando left, seeing the armorer kick ass, and just the general action and the pacing of this episode, I thought was really well done. I was really engaged, and I'll be honest with you, I kind of wish there was more, but I think it was really great how it ended. I like the fact that Mando has now committed, thanks to his Armorer Guild member, telling him like, yeah, no, uh, this creature's species were part of the Jedi and the Jedi were indeed kind of enemies of the Mandalorians. However, this individual is not your enemy and it is the Mandalorian way to take ownership and return the creature to its people. Yeah, if, if it doesn't choose to walk the path of the Mandalorian. Yeah, so I thought that was a really sweet kind of connection and motivator for Mando to continue on. And I'm looking forward to what season two will bring. Now, I don't really have any negatives here, but you did bring up a really good one before we started recording. Uh, what were some nitpicks that you were like, okay, I kind of wish we didn't go quite in that direction or did this thing? Uh, I give you the floor again. Well, as we all know, a lot of times in you know any visual medium the um, the audience is omnipotent we know things generally or are shown things that there's no way the main char- uh, the characters themselves could know that just is all part of the thing and um during the healing process in the burning building uh we see the mandalorian's face we say uh, pedro pasquale's face and he allows this to happen because ig11 isn't a living thing and you know it kind of doesn't violate the code of the mandalorian and i kind of would have liked it if they had et- cut around it in a way where even we as the audience didn't see it like only IG-11 saw it because that kind of would have even made IG-11 sacrifice even cooler which is like the only thing that even has any idea what the Mandalorian looks like just died in a blaze of glory and it just kind of would have kept the mystery alive but I mean it's not like we all don't can't google what pedro pasquale looks like but it just would have been maybe something i think fun for me really kind of keeping it like a uh, just uh, kind of a fun mystery to the point where it's almost not even important what he looks like under there you know yeah and i see where you're coming from personally for me it didn't bother me because again i was quite curious to see what he would look like in that armor in a way um But yeah, no, I think it would have been artistically interesting where like, yeah, he does lift his helmet, but because of the lighting, you can kind of see a profile of his face, but you can't see like the details of his eyes or his skin tone or his hair, things like that. I think that would have been artistically more interesting. And maybe if the series ever does wrap up, that's when we do see his face in full view. But again, that that didn't bother me, but I can see where you're coming from. No, And like to say it bothered me, like this is a nitpick, but like that's just kind of like if... If I had to make the call, that would just be the one thing where I was just like, let's maybe do that. And yeah, um, like I said, I don't really have any on nitpicks. Uh, do you have any more? Or that's pretty much just it. That's really it. You know, this I don't think this was the best episode of the series of the season, but it was a damn good, solid episode. It's right up there, and you know, I think a great way to end the first season. Yeah, I think for me personally, the opening bit between the scout troopers and the second half of this episode really made it a winner for me. I agree with you. It's probably not my favorite one but i I don't know i kind of enjoyed the series as a whole where i can't quite pinpoint an exact episode i liked but uh did you have any other closing thoughts referring to episode eight before we give our general overview of the season no well i know for a lot of people you know they're definitely they 
subscribe more to the, I just want to binge it. Well, now you can get out there, watch The Mandalorian, binge it, and join us to talk about it. I know that really doesn't maybe apply to people watching this video now, but that would just be something I'd want to put out there into, into the void of the internet. Just go watch it. Have a good time. And I think many people will, because if I could talk about season one as a whole, I think it was a lot of fun to watch. And it's kind of surprising to me that this is technically rated PG, but I think because it's Star Wars with laser beams and all that, it can get away with a lot of that. And it really made me appreciate the fact that stormtroopers, yes, they are cannon fodder. They're covered in armor. So you can kind of get away with a lot by killing them, for lack of a better word. And I don't know, it was just a fun space western to watch. You meet a lot of interesting characters, a lot of interesting settings, and yes, you get to hang out with Baby Yoda for a lot of the time, and he's just adorable, and I love how his abilities are kind of growing, and he's really asserting himself around the Mandalorian, which is pretty cool. As far as like the directing overall, uh, I definitely think Deborah Chow was probably like one of the strongest ones here. Absolutely so. Because of how funny and the dialogue interaction was in the last episode, I do wish we had more Taika directing more episodes, but maybe when season two comes around, he'll have that opportunity. But I think most of the directors did pretty overall a good job. No, yeah, like there's, you know, we could debate episode five, maybe the gunslinger. But, you know, there's not an episode of these eight where I'm just like, that's garbage. It wasted my time. Every th all these episodes are fun and enjoyable and I think make for a great package. And um, I do think, I will say, is just speaking of episode five, I do think Dave Filoni did improve, you know, since I think it would be kind of universally, at least amongst us, and I think amongst others, to say that maybe his episodes weren't necessarily the strongest. But I do want to see him continue to grow and improve in the live action Star Wars space. I agree. And it's actually kind of funny. You mentioned uh, episode five. We didn't see uh, Ming-Na return. Ah, see, I didn't think she would. I I, I th think if she does, that's definitely going to be some big season two stuff. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I I don't think that's the last we saw of her but no i say yeah overall i think it's a really good binge to watch and yeah and you and i we were kind of joking about it even though you said you haven't seen rise of skywalker yet the mandalorian series seems to be like one of the best things to come out from disney regarding the star wars property and i wholeheartedly agree mm -hmm. i'd say a, a fully endorse it since we are totally you know the premier the prestigious, you know, authority of Star Wars fandom. I mean, <laughs> come on, look, look at us. Look at us. We're totally not, you know, just a bunch of schlups. No, we totally are not. Do you think in Star Wars, schlups is actually a race or of an alien or maybe like an offensive word? I kind of hope it is. It probably is. Who knows? I'm just saying, Lucasfilm, give me a call. I got ideas. And that will do it for our spoiler review and season one discussion for The Mandalorian, specifically talking about of course chapter 8 episode 8 redemption you heard our opinions but now we want to hear yours let us know in the comment section below have you seen the episode have you seen the whole season did you like it did you not like it share your thoughts join the conversation if you enjoy reviews just like this be sure to give it a like subscribe to my podcast channel ring the bell to be notified when new videos drop and if you want to support me directly please consider going to my patreon links in the description below i want to thank everyone here who has heard us through all eight episodes if you have and we're always looking for more series to check out so also let us know in the comment section below if you have any ideas of series we should watch and talk about whether for me or mark or whatever and if you want to tweet at me directly be sure to follow me on twitter at mjseller 
Yeah, I think that's how Twitter handles work, Mark. I don't really use Twitter that much, so... You're a good man for that. Well, I thank you. <laughs> thank you. But if you guys do use Twitter, ain't nothing to it. This is Matt Seller. And this is Mark. And we want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you.